So what are we going to whisper about? Hi, I'm Chefy B, and this will be Chefy B's Whispers, which is just a chef talking about things. Which I guess is me. Um, I decided that I would give a podcast a try. The reason being is, in my honor society, I watch, they have this thing called Motivational Mondays. And one of the key points in that episode was, if you want to try something, you should try it, see if it works, and if it doesn't, at least you tried. So this is me trying. Anyway, a little bit about me. I am currently a culinary student. This is my third in-kitchen semester. There were previous non-kitchen semesters, um, so it's fourth in total. Third in-kitchen semester. I have already taken Bake Shop 1 and 2, which was bread and overall desserts. Um, Don't get fooled by the phrase Bake Shop. There were things that weren't necessarily baked, such as ice cream. That was in the dessert. Um, I've taken both my PKs, which is 1 and 2. PK stands for Production Kitchen. It's basically all your beginning knowledge, knife cuts, um, terminology, so much terminology, um, that I now know pretty off the top of my head, kind of surprising. What else was there? It's, I kind of did everything. I worked the grill, soap tops, there's a lot. It's just a lot of your basic laid down knowledge of how to work through kitchen, storage, refrigerators, All of that was in my PK. Um, This culinary semester, I am taking international cooking, which, you know, self-explanatory, and breakfast and pantry cooking, which also is self-explanatory. For the first part, for me, the breakfast stands for breakfast, you know, and the pantry stands for things that don't need to be cooked as much such as sandwiches um it's sandwiches different lunch items salads um things like that more on that later because like i said i'm just starting this class so if any of that knowledge was wrong you guys will know what i do well yeah this podcast it's gonna be a mix of things I'm going to talk about things I do in class, how I experience those things while doing them, um, how it goes over when I come home and try it again, if I do try it again at home, um, more fun things such as talking about different kind of YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, um, food culinary movements or videos, things like that, my personal thoughts on them. Um, some funny, some more serious. Um, we can also talk about shows like Hell's Kitchen because I had a lot to say about those people. Like, seriously? You like, I, we'll get to that later. Currently watching it. I think we're on episode four or so. We'll talk about that later, guys. Um, 
other things like educational factors um talk about like a term of the day i'm gonna go for or like a fact of the day i realized there's a lot of things i did not know that i'm sure most people don't even think about it's not that they don't know it it's that they don't think that they should know it or think that it matters for example when cutting an onion after you cut it in half Oftentimes, there are two little swirly patterns in there. You're supposed to bisect those when you cut it again. Just learned that last week. Ridiculous. Like, I didn't think it would make a difference. But then since I learned it, I came home and I did it. And, yeah, it made a difference. I never thought of that. You might hear my cat. Her name is Eclipse. We might talk about her. We'll talk about the family during family episodes. Because I'm sure cats like food, even though she only eats dry food at the moment. What else are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about cooking for a toddler, or kids in general. I have a toddler. He is pretty great with food. He likes the food he likes, but... He's not afraid to try things he's never had. And he gets that opportunity when I get to come home and bring something from class. Um, Sometimes things that I haven't even had before, but he'll try it. Sometimes he's like, great, this is awesome. And sometimes he's like, I don't want this. Don't ever bring it to me again. And we adjust from there. Don't just give up on it. Um, You adjust, you make it different ways. I recently found out that he likes eggs, but only when they're easy over. His whole, like, eating career, he has not been an egg fan. He doesn't like scrambled eggs, which is the only eggs that I've really made because it was the only way I thought I enjoyed eating eggs. Um, well, scrambled eggs and omelets, which is omelets are just usually oftentimes scrambled eggs for stuff and um. You know, but taking breakfast in pantry, um, we had an egg day, and did I get my ass kicked by making eggs? Yeah. It's eggs, right? So easy. Um, it's not hard, but it's definitely some trial and error when you're cooking them professionally for the first time. Yeah. I will talk about that later also. Another thing I thought we could talk about are are things that I try myself. Like when I'm cooking or things I discover on my own. If I'm trying to make something, I tend to do a lot of research. I'm either reading recipes, watching videos... But when it comes down to making whatever I spent the two days of research on, it's like I took all that stuff with a grain of salt. I got all the basics that I thought I needed, all the things that had to be done a certain way to achieve my end product. Um, But then I go completely left with it, and whatever recipe and seasonings they said, I should use are not the ones I'm using. Not because I don't have them, but because a different idea pops into my head. Like, I have no 
Asian cooking experience because I just started international, so I haven't gotten into those flavor profiles. But I've watched a lot of food cooking and read a lot of recipes. And generally, I kind of get the concept of what's in them. For example, I made a steak stir fry the other day, which I learned from my father a few weeks back that to tenderize the meat, they put bacon soda on it. So I took one of those cheaply available steaks, sprinkled it with bacon soda, set it in the refrigerator for two hours, took it back out, rinsed it, sliced it, and marinated in some seasonings. But the seasonings I chose were I had ground ginger, um, what was it? A little bit of crushed red peppers, but not much because I also had a chili powder that I used, garlic powder, and salt. Those were the only ones I marinated it with. And lo and behold, it tasted really close to my idea of Chinese food. It was missing the soy sauce concept, but I didn't have any because I don't usually cook Asian style foods or culinary food. I don't usually use soy sauce in my recipes, I guess is what I'm saying. But that brings me to another point, not to get off topic. But, you know, usually they say just go into your little packet drawer and pull out some packs of soy sauce. For the record, yes, I just recently moved a little while ago. Um, and I don't order out a lot. I mean, I'm cooking more than I'm ordering out. I don't have a packet drawer. There's no packs of hot sauce and soy sauce and random packs of Parmesan cheese. I don't have any of that. And I find it really annoying when there's these channels that focus on budget recipes. And 90% of their ingredients come from packet drawers. And I do mean 90%. They assume that everything you need to make anything good has been the extra things a takeout company has given you. But if you're trying to save money, how often are you ordering out? It's a concept that really confuses me and annoys me. So I thought one of the things, as I mentioned, was budget recipes. We would try to do those without the concept of having packet drawers and things they assume you already have. When I do a budget recipe, I'm going to budget everything except maybe salt because salt is cheap and you usually have like a container of salt for like a year. Maybe less, depending on what size salt you buy and how often you cook. Little tidbit, I recently started when defrosting meat. Um, instead of, I mean, you're not supposed to do this anyway. But instead of running it underwater for like an hour or two, I kind of just fill the bowl with water and like dump some salt in there. And it's defrosted pretty quickly. Then I put it in the refrigerator so I'm ready to cook it. Generally, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to take it out the freezer. The, day or two before, put it in the refrigerator and slowly defrost it. But if I did that for everything I had to cook, first of all, it takes like two days, two and a half days for two chicken breasts to defrost from my freezer to my refrigerator. 
This means that if I'm planning a week's meal and cooking, say, every two days, that my refrigerator is full of frozen food. What's the point of the freezer then? I don't, I don't get it. So, you know, generally in a professional cooking style, do not run water over your meats to frost them or put them in bowls with salt. But do it the correct way. Again, I'm at home and I have a lot of things to do. That that ain't going to work for me. <laughs> Takes up so much space in the refrigerator. I got to store other things in there. But yes, so when we do budget recipes, it will be an actual budget recipe. I'm not just assuming what you have. I'm going to assume you have as little as possible. Like me. Like... First of all, like I said, I moved recently. This means that I had no seasonings whatsoever. The first couple of days was like salt and pepper on everything. Just salt and pepper. Yay. Which is fine if you're doing some basic cooking. Um, But when you want to try a lot of different things, it's not the greatest. So I've had to slowly build collections of seasonings my mother took me to Costco so I got some large like pack of seasoning there's like the chopped onions and Italian seasoning and a few others that I got from there which is great oh I know I said the word like and there's a lot of awkward pauses and sometimes I talk really fast the reason for this is, this is my first time doing this, but another reason why I decided to start this now was I'm also taking speech this semester. It was usually one of those classes where I avoided it at all costs, so I never took it because there were alternative English classes offered, um, but I took it this semester because, you know, I didn't feel like writing papers, to be honest. Um, taking an English remote is not the greatest because they're just like here go write this paper this is the little bit of information i'm giving you and it's not the same as the in-person experience but anyway i'm taking speech and it's actually great so anyone's out there that's afraid to take speech just find a really good professor or take it remote take speech remote it gets rid of a lot of the nervous and awkwardness of standing in front of a class. So if you want to take speech, do it now while the classes are remote. Just saying. Wait on everything else if you have to. But take speech while everything is remote. It's great. Don't actually have to look at anybody when you're speaking. And my point was that podcast is also speaking. So... This one might be horrible. All the ones in the future are going to get a little bit better as I learn from my speech class. I'm going to learn things and I'm going to apply things. Another way to watch my growth. It's the same reason I made my Instagram at the very beginning when I started taking culinary classes. Because I wanted to watch and show my personal growth. And I've noticed that there has been some. And being able to look back at the things that were okay and seeing that I make them better than okay now makes me feel good. 
like this is worth it and it's working. Not that I don't feel that way, but it's a quick way to validate these things. Like I said, my first two classes that I took were Bake Shop, which is bread and desserts. I had never made bread from scratch before, ever. And now I can braid Hala dough. It looks beautiful. I mean, God, Hala is an art. Like, there are different ways to braid it, cut it. I painted it with food coloring before. Like, there are a lot of things. A lot of things that I was afraid to try. And now that I've taken a class on, I like. So, maybe some of these things that people are not so sure about, I can also talk about. Like I said, it's a culinary channel, but it's also just a channel of what a chef thinks, which is me, or will be me. I like to think that I'm like pre-chef right now. I will be full chef once I finish this degree. But I am definitely in chef mode, which I am, you know, chef. You know, I don't know. I'm a weird person. So if you like weird people, then you'll like this channel. Because I like weird people. I like surrounding myself with weird, fun people. Because then nothing's ever boring. Just like cooking. I like doing weird things in the kitchen. Because if you constantly just make scrambled eggs you won't know that your toddler likes sunny side up eggs or eggs over easy i really didn't know i mean i don't i guess i assume that the things i eat would be the things he eats which is not correct so learning these things as we go everything is a journey And I'm going to talk about a lot of different journeys and concepts on this podcast. So if you want to hear me get better at speaking, then stick around. And it will be better than this first time. But I'm keeping this first time to watch my growth. Thanks, guys. See you next time. This was Chef Phoebe's Whisper with, you know, Chef Phoebe. Thanks. Bye.